Welcome to Bedtime Fairy Fails. I'm Kim. This episode was made possible in part by the live play D&D podcast, All D20. We'll tell you a little more about them after the show. This story comes from Cyrus in Houston. This is a tale about how you can't always trust your own eyes. Things aren't always as they seem. And your friends aren't always as stupid as you think they are. This is... Daikon the Digested. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, in the very early days of D&D, a group of heroes were exploring deep in a dungeon. They had been traveling through its twisting tunnels for days already and had met their fair share of foes. But the worst is yet to come. Dun, dun, dun! Let's meet our enthusiastic spelunkers. First, we have a fighter named Ogie, a cleric named Manoth, Patty the Ranger, Reddick the Monk, a magic user named Maze, and a rogue named Daikon. So like I said, they had been making their way deeper and deeper into this dungeon, searching for treasure. Probably. Or maybe a bad guy. Or a quest item. Something dungeony of that much, I'm sure. So as they're looking for their dungeon stuff, they eventually find themselves going from dungeon to just straight cave. They hear drips of water echo off the walls as they make their way through the tunnels. But they hear something else too. A rumbling sound deep below the earth. They stop to listen, but the noise subsides. So they decide to keep going. Then the rumbling starts again, growing louder and louder this time until the ground in front of them explodes outward, revealing a giant purple worm. Now, while the name seems self-explanatory, there's a little more to it than that. While it's obviously a big worm that's also a deep purple, it also has a row of hard spikes and plates running down the sides and top of its body. It also has a giant mouth full of razor-sharp teeth that it uses to swallow its victims, usually whole. They're around 80 feet long and burrow underground until they burst out of the earth to surprise their prey. Exactly like what it just did to our heroes. And that's not all. At the end of their tail is a poisonous paralytic stinger. These monsters are not nearly as cute as the name implies. The group backs up, far away from the worm, and prepares to fight. Patty the ranger shoots his bow at the worm, and it sinks into the creature's thick hide. Ogie the fighter runs at the worm with his axe, dodging its sharp teeth and slashing into the beast. Next, it was Daikon the rogue's turn. Now, normally he would try to get behind his enemies and backstab them, but the 80-foot worm sticking out of the ground 
doesn't really have a back. So instead, he charges at it with a magical short sword and a dagger. The rest of the party watches as Daikon charges right up to the worm, throws both of his weapons down, then dives right into the worm's mouth. Then, it swallows him whole. Oh my god, Daikon! Yells Maze. What the hell? Did you guys see that? Ogi yells back. Hurry, we have to get him out before he's digested. The rest of the party nodded and they pulled out all the stops. They used every hard hitter they had on reserve, mowing this worm down faster than anyone would ever believe. When the worm finally falls, the heroes rush to cut their friend out of the worm's stomach. They slice it open and Daikon slides out covered in slime and digestive juices. He coughs and sputters for a minute before everyone starts talking at once. Why would you do that? What were you thinking? Are you okay? You could have been killed. How digested are you? Daikon sits up and says, How is it my fault I got eaten? Maze replies, What do you mean how is it your fault? You ran up, threw your weapons down, then jumped in its mouth. What? Says a confused Daikon. I didn't throw anything down. I, uh, I dropped them. Both of them? Asks Ogi. Yes, both of them. Snaps Daikon. I dropped my weapons, then the worm swallowed me whole. I didn't jump in its mouth, it just ate me. How stupid do you think I am? The group gets quiet and stares at the ground, shuffling their feet for a moment. Wow, thanks a lot, guys. The end. This story was sent in by D and D and D. This is a tale about biting off more than you can chew. And also mutiny. This is... What's Crackin'? Once upon a time, a group of heroes had set off on their ship. They were headed to a different port city to follow up on a quest lead. Our high seas heroes consisted of a wizard named D, a dragonborn fighter named Musai, who was perpetually drunk, a dragonborn cleric named Farls, a Goliath fighter named Bobberoni, with her pet, Yidi the Yeti, Puck, the gnome artificer, and the captain of the ship, a rogue-slash-druid named Theron Back Again. The ship isn't too far off the coast when they hear a cry from the crow's nest. Pirate ships! Everyone rushes to the front of the ship to see what's coming. Not too far in the distance, they spot three large pirate ships coming straight towards them. And fast. Captain Therian yells, Ready the cannons! Prepare for battle! And get me my brown pants. Everyone springs into action, preparing for the battle ahead. With all preparations in place, they stand ready and waiting as the pirate ships bear down on them, getting closer and closer. Except they quickly notice the pirate ships aren't slowing down. In fact, when they reach the ships, all three of them sail straight past our heroes. As one of the ships is passing, they hear one of the pirates yell out, 
Flee! Flee for your lives! So that's definitely not good. Just then, the water starts to churn. Bubbles are exploding up on the surface, and the ship is being rocked heavily back and forth with giant waves. Then, out of the water, surfaces a 500-foot kraken. The captain rushes to the wheel and yells for the crew to drop the sails. Hurry! There's no time to lose. We have to get out of here. We'll never survive. The heroes successfully drop the sails and are trying to catch every shred of wind that could help carry them back to the safety of the harbor. While everyone else is scrambling, however, Dee the wizard turns to the rest of the crew with a solemn look. He then gleefully yells, Sushi! Then jumps over the side of the ship while casting a water walk spell. He turns back and yells, Anyone who's hungry, follow me! And gives the rest of the crew water walking as well. Musai, being drunk as usual, doesn't hesitate to jump ship and follow the wizard. Farls the cleric reluctantly follows with a sigh. He knows these two idiots are going to need rescuing, as they clearly will not be able to defeat a kraken alone. You fools! It'll kill you all! As your captain, I order you to return at once. But it's no use. The three heroes had already sprinted across the ocean towards the giant monster. And he wasn't wrong, you know. Not only did the party have a slim chance of defeating a kraken, the chances were significantly lower with only half the party committing mutiny. Now, needless to say, the party's attacks are having little effect on the Kraken. They're giving it their all, but it's like chipping away at an iceberg with an ice pick. At one point, the Kraken shoots a lightning bolt at Musai, but being descended from a long line of lightning dragons, it doesn't even phase him. Musai drunkenly taunts the Kraken, yelling, Ha ha! I'm immune to lightning, you big squid! The Kraken replies, Oh yeah? Are you immune to wizard? And with that, he grabs Dee the wizard with one giant tentacle and hurls him straight into Musai, severely injuring both. While the three heroes are fighting the Kraken, Captain Theron had used his time to recruit the help of some warships from the city's fleet. Help was finally on the way, and just in time too. Farls the Cleric had not been wrong about his assumption that the two idiots would need saving. He was healing up a storm and had already saved Dee from certain death twice since the fight began. When the Kraken notices the approaching warships, it quickly grabs both Dee and Musai and throws them full speed at the ships, basically turning them into living cannonballs. And of course, what does Musai yell as he's flying through the air? Cannonball! Musai crashes through the side of the ship and was left alive, but bloody and beaten in the hull of the ship. Dee manages to cast Fly on himself as he's soaring through the air, which slows him down enough to only crash into a mast, then plummet to the deck below leaving him unconscious. 
While the Kraken hadn't been intimidated by three puny adventurers running across the sea to attack him, fully decked out warships are a whole nother story. The Kraken retreats from the approaching ship and the party makes it out with no casualties. Talk about lucky. When the three Kraken fighters make it back on board their own ship, Musai exclaims, You know, we could have beaten him if you guys had helped. Captain Theron says, Of course we couldn't have. There's no way you could have beaten a Kraken, especially on foot, you morons. Well, how do you know? We didn't even try. We didn't have to. It's a freaking Kraken. Well, you can kill You're anything stupid. if you try What kind of enough. logic is that? Everything Fighting off a Kraken? A god or a Look at our ship. Fighting a Kraken? A moron, you don't know anything. Some say the argument continues to this very day. The end. Thanks for listening. If you like D&D podcasts, which clearly you do, be sure to check out one of our favorites, All D20. You can find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. To submit a fail, email me at bedtimefairyfails at gmail.com or message me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Bedtime Fairy Fails and Twitter as BT Fairy Fails.